Jesus is the breath of heaven. 
wonderful name, wonderful Savior, the hope of glory, our Lord. We are blessed because we have been so enlightened by the presence of our Lord and the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. What a wonderful song. I love to hear that song and I love to think all the time about the wonders of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you come with me to the scripture, I would love for you to read with me some of the passages that uh, we have prepared for this day. And the first one is located in Luke chapter 1, verses 34 through 35. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mary said to the angel, how will this happen? I am still a virgin. The angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come to you and the power of the Most High God will cover you. The baby will be holy and will be called the Son of God. Our Lord Jesus was conceived in the purity of a virgin. And you know what? It's exactly what he does in our lives. He has to come into purity. A lot of times people, people say to me, Gianna, I am interested in Christianity. I would love to, to have that relationship with, with God, that faith that you have. But my life is a mess. How can I do that? You know, I hear you saying prayers. I hear you singing songs. And, and even sometimes I see you lifting up your hands and you close your eyes and it seems like it's real. You guys, you are not faking it. I mean, it looks like you are honest in your relationship with the Lord. How can you do that? Because my life is a disaster. I am aware of all the thoughts that I have. I am aware of all my actions. I am aware of my wrong ideas. And sometimes the things that I say, Oh, I don't know what to do with myself, some people say to me. I'm honest with you. How can I get, have a relationship with God, our Lord God Almighty, when I am that way? And I say to them, well, listen to the story of our Lord Jesus Christ. He came to be conceived in the purity of a virgin. And what made that virgin pure was not her life itself. It was the Holy Spirit. And that is the way that we can start that relationship with the Lord. It's not because we are good. Some of, the, some of my friends asking me the question, how can I have that relationship with the Lord when my life is not that pure? Well, the answer is, let the Holy Spirit work in your heart. And He will remove all the sin from your life and push it away. In fact, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ is what cleanses us, right? And wash away our sins. Because without purity, get this, without purity, there is no presence of the Lord Jesus within us. There is no way that He can come and dwell if there is no purity. But the purity comes by His Spirit. He is the one cleaning up the path. And then is when you will experience that purity and you, you could be able and you will feel capable of lifting up your hands and say, thank you, Lord God Almighty, for my salvation. Because that is what the Lord Jesus does in our lives. He is our Savior and our Redeemer. But also I want to share with you another passage. It's in Luke chapter 2. 
And there are some verses there from verse 40, 42 to 47. And uh, let me read this portion to you. When Jesus was there, was 12 years old. When Jesus was 12 years old, he was sitting in the temple area with the religious teachers, listening and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed as at his understanding and wise answers. Our Lord Jesus invested his childhood learning. He was conceived in purity, right? Like we do. We are recreated by the power of the Holy Spirit to, to become new individuals, the children of God, right? It's that action of purity that brings the Holy Spirit, but it's not enough. It's not the end of it. There is more. And what is the next step? It's for us to learn whatever we have to learn. The Lord Jesus was exactly that kind of individual. When he was 12, he was found in the temple. And what, what is what he was doing? Asking questions. He wanted to know more and more. In other words, he was teachable. And that is our challenge, right? We need to be teachable about the scripture. We need to be teachable actually in regards of most things we do in life. One of the main things that he needed to learn was about faith. And there is a scripture, Hebrews 11, chapter 6. Without faith, no one can, come, no one can please God. Whoever comes to God must believe that he is real and that he rewards those who sincerely try to find him. Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. He learned that. You need to learn that. You need to have faith. How that faith will come to you? That faith comes by hearing the word of God, like right now. As we are talking God's word, as we are declaring the greatness of the Lord, the miracle happens. Faith comes from heaven supernaturally and it starts dwelling into our hearts and growing. The more that we hear God's word, more faith you're going to have. Some people actually are believers, but when you speak with them, there is no faith. They have challenges and it seems like they cannot overcome any of those obstacles. And why is that? Because they have little faith. And why they don't have a big faith? Because they are not investing time reading God's word, listening to God's word. Every time you have the opportunity to check online Bible messages or on TV or directly from your Bibles, invest that time reading God's word. Anything that you read in the scripture is going to help you growing in your faith. And the Lord Jesus did that. He needed also God's word, and he learned the importance of having faith. That faith was growing in him. The more time that you spend doing something, the more that you talk about it. Do you realize that? When you are not in the kitchen for two, three weeks cooking anything, you are not going to be as good as those individuals that are cooking constantly. Because they are doing it. Anything you do constantly is going to make you 
better in that particular field. Do you understand? People that do not have faith, they don't have the faith in the Lord because they are not listening at all God's word. But when we get together like today here in this beautiful Sunday, December 24, 2017, in a gorgeous morning with a beautiful sun outside, and we take the time to worship the Lord, we listen to his word, and then he captivates us. He captures our attention, and we say, I want to hear more about it. That is the way that our faith grows. But he needed to learn more, not just faith, like you do, like I do. Faith is not the only thing that we need to learn and, and learn and grow in faith. We also need to learn, to learn the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it says, Wisdom begins with fear and respect for the Lord. Knowledge of the Holy One leads to understanding. Nothing like having fear for the Lord. I love having fear for the Lord, you know, and I'm not afraid. I don't live frightened, you know, ooh, the Lord is going to hit me with a stick or, you know, something bad is going to happen to me if I don't respect Him. No, 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 I'm not talking about being afraid of Him. I just love the respect that I have in my heart for the Lord. It's beautiful. You don't go places that you don't need to go because you have that faith and respect for the Lord. The fear of the Lord. You don't do what is wrong, not because what people think of you or what they will say about you. You don't do what is wrong because you have the fear of the Lord. You know, in any company, supervisors are called to watch the employees. And they, they track them, you know. Sometimes there is a log of hours, what time they come, what time they go. But sometimes there are cameras. And they are watching the employees. What are they doing? Well, imagine this. That there is a gigantic video camera system in heaven. And you are being watched by the good Lord. Would you behave the way that you behave if you are aware that you are being watched by the good Lord? Will you say the things that you say if you are aware the Lord is watching you? Will you watch on TV the kind of shows that you watch if you are aware that the Lord is watching you? Will you spend the money the way you do, do it if you are aware the Lord is watching you? You see what I'm saying? People do all kind of things. Sometimes because they want to do it, but sometimes they want to keep a good image. They want to keep their job. They want to keep the spouse happy. They want to keep the parents happy. They want to keep the pastor happy. They want to keep people happy around them. But it's just an image. Deeply, they don't want to do it. What I am talking about here is different. Is that you have that fear for the Lord that you do things because you want to respect and show respect to the Lord. And the Lord Jesus learned that. Everywhere he was. You know, most of us are parents. Sometimes we feel like, I wish my kid won't do those kind of things, right? And some of us are grandparents. And then we think about the little ones and what is what they are going to face in the future. And if we can tell anything that is really important to the little ones is 
do the right thing. Why? Why will we will say to the little ones, do the right thing? Because we know that when we do the right thing, everything is going to be all right. Why? Because the Lord is going to be with us, right? The respect and fear for the Lord. But also, there was a third thing that the Lord Jesus learned. He learned to obey. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. Which pleases the Lord more? Burnt offerings and sacrifices or obeying his commands? It is better to obey the Lord than to offer sacrifices to him. Nothing like obedience to the Lord. When you are in a in context with family and friends and Suddenly, there are some teenagers that come into that context. And they come thirsty and hungry, right? And you are all happy there. And then you say to one of the kids, let's say Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy! And the kid answers, yes, uncle. Yes, daddy. Whatever, right? Yes, grandpa. And you say, Jimmy, do me a favor, boy. Can you get the trash cans? And just put it in the dumpsters. I, I want all clean here in the house. And the kid says, sure, daddy. Absolutely, uncle. Big smile. Everyone in the room is shocked, right? They say, what kind of kid is this? I want him. <laughs> I want a kid like this. This Jimmy. Jimmy, come here. After he does this thing, right? Jimmy, why are you doing this? Well, because my dad told me, my uncle told me, my grandpa asked me to do it. How do you feel about that? You are just amazed, right? You, you just think, this kid is going to be somebody else one day. Because in order to lead, sometimes we need to follow. There is no way you can be a number one if you are not a good number three or number four. Then you can continue growing to be a number two, and eventually you will be a number one. Obedience is essential. Look what happens in the workplace. Employees that obey are always rewarded. Or employees that are compliant, they receive bonuses. And of course, spiritually speaking, when we obey, we please the Lord. So the Lord Jesus was born in purity, like you. All the sins are Washed away. There is purity in your heart. Now you need to learn like the Lord Jesus did. And start with three things. Faith. Number two, fear of the Lord. Number three, obedience. Let's do, let those three things be installed in your heart. You have faith all the time. You fear the Lord. That's why you don't do the wrong thing. And then you obey. What you have to do, you do it. But finally, Mark chapter 10, verse 45 declares what the Lord Jesus said. Follow my example. Even the Son of Man did not come for people to serve him. He came to serve others and to give his life to save many people. Our Lord Jesus grew up to become a servant. He was born in purity. He spent his childhood learning. But all that 
was with one objective in mind, to become a servant, to serve others. Isn't it that beautiful when you think about it in your, in your celebrations now, in Christmas or New Year's Eve or even birthdays or get-togethers, when you see someone in that group that is willing to, to serve and say, oh, no, let, let me get the drinks for you all. What do you want to drink? This, water, coffee, fine, right? No, 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 let me get it. Where are the napkins? I'm going to get them. I'm going to get the napkins for you. Oh, no, let me take the, the dishes away. I want to do the dishes today. I love to say that when we eat disposables. <laughs> I'll take care of the dishes. <laughs> Friends, Christianity is not religion. Christianity is a way of life, a lifestyle. And you show it. A Christian should show his faith through his actions. Let's imitate what the Lord Jesus did. He came to serve and give his life to rescue for many. And if today is the day for you to give your life to the Lord and restart since this Christmas, this is a perfect opportunity. And the only thing you have to do is very simple. Open your heart. Open your heart to the Lord. And say, Lord, I really need you. I need you in my heart. I need you to change me. I need you to show me these principles. I need you to transform my heart. And whatever is not clean, take it away. Make me pure by the power of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. And there is a beautiful song that we are going to, to sing now to have a merry, merry Christmas. And I know that as we sing the song, memories will come to us and also we create new memories. And uh, let's enjoy being in the presence of the Lord. This is my wish for all of you. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be
together if the fates allow hang a shining star upon the highest bough and have yourself a merry Merry Christmas, everybody. Excuse me. I understand the kids are going to do something special today also. Right. So, Brandon, can you call them, please? Tell them that we are ready for them. Little kids, you want to sing something? I'm going to move this. I had a request for this, and I want to just do it real quick before they come down. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. It might help if I have my sound on. <laughs> well, it would be nice if my piano would cooperate. Sorry, Char, I'm really trying. Sometimes this thing just doesn't want to work. It's going to work, honey. Yes, it will. Okay. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope. The Says for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh, hear the angel voices, oh, night When Christ was 
Hallelujah. The kids are ready.